Welcome, y'all, to Critical Clicks! Euro Clicks! Damn my greatness! There's nothing I can do to save you. Euro Clicks! Give it up for Jaws host, Kevin, the Clicks Commander of Ruse, and Scott, Cram Company, Crampton! Guys, I'm Kevin, the Clicks Commander of Fruz. And I'm Scott Cram, Company Crampton. Welcome to Critical Clicks, a adult podcast for the competitive Hero Clicks player. Uh, so we just had uh, states for rock. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Exciting times. We are going to go over uh, all the teams briefly. Uh, what do they hold for us as far as seeing for uh, for regionals, as far as uh, nationals, I should say, and as far as the world championship? Uh, then we have, uh, our, of course, our segment, Brilliant Whiz Kids, and uh, some new rules that have come out for you. And then last but not least, we're going to go over some figures that uh, either are good or really suck a bag of clicks. Uh, so let's start out. Kevin, you ready? Yeah, man. I'm excited. All right. Did you play? Did you play in uh, States? I did not. I had to judge it. Uh, but it States is amazing because it's going to show you basically what's going to be played at Worlds. It's the first major tournament for 300 Modern with the right. rotation. So. So this is the only major tournament uh, this year that I will not be playing, that I did not and will not uh, play in. Uh, but it's fine because apparently I shared that with uh, almost everybody because nobody showed up for states anywhere. Yeah, very <laughs> we'll true. Talk, we can talk about that later. Uh, so let's start out with Maryland. Uh, so Brian Evans won, and this team's unique. Uh, it's Dead Man, then Mystique with Brainiac, Mystique with Calypso, uh, Avengers Roundtable, uh, going between Cap, uh, it says Cap, Nightwing, and Red Tornado are the people that they have on there. So a lot of Force Blast. I'm seeing a lot of Force Blast. Uh, and this is Can't Die Tech. What do, you, what do you think of Can't Die Tech right now? Uh, I mean, people have always tried it. And it. the problem is the matchup. Uh, it's never going to win you the game and it's weird that a one here in maryland maybe it's because of low numbers Mm -hmm. but otherwise uh it's because pulse wave pulse wave usually gets through it the way you used to do it was with lex Luthor from trendy war and now you do it with mystique and both get affected by pulse wave yeah i mean ultimately of course you're dead man uh but dead man is close to ignorable uh, he's not 100% ignorable, obviously. He does some stuff. But most of the time, he's sitting there with a 10 or 9 attack. Um, you know, props to Brian. Uh, anytime you win, we're not talking shit about you. But uh, this isn't a team that I expect to be terrifyingly scared of at a regional and nationals. So this team, the next team is uh, from the Mexico champ, um, Twin Sons Gaming Shop. Um, and two-time state champ, I guess. So, um, uh, Esteban Lyman? Esteban Lyman? That sounded right to I mean, you? It, Esteban, Spanish Esteban, name, so you yeah. go with Esteban Limon. I, I'm from Grand <laughs> Rapids. Uh, there's, there's exclusively 
white people here. Uh, so unfortunately, I, I've never learned anything of how nah, to pronounce I, other people's I, names. I bet you it is Lyman. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So here's what we got here. We got what looks to me. Uh, uh, well, we got Brimstone. I love Brimstone. You got a team with Brimstone, Henry, Ultron Drone, Ultron Drone, Atomica, uh, and the Quinjet. Uh, with and the Quinjet resource, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely one. So I think I think if you play a Quinjet, Seven ID you cards. you either have to choose one of two things are going to occur. You're either going to do uh, Quinjet with an Ultra Ultron drone and have the Quinjet token to bring out ID cards, or you're going to do Quinjet with two Ultron drones and have the Ultron drones switch between each other for doing ID cards while the Quinjet goes in and attacks. And so uh, he chose the route with the two Ultron drones, so the Quinjet can do whatever it wants. He's got Prob, which I love, is Atomica. Uh, mm. Henry is probably on there just because he, he wants to get another ID card in, and it, it kind of works for him. Uh, I uh, like Henry on the... Uh, uh, Henry's something I really considered playing. Um, he also... It, who's flying the, uh, uh, the Quinjet? In your opinion, are they probably just bringing no, somebody in? Uh, if if he wants, he could bring someone in and do it, but I don't yeah. think he's going to. It's it's got a lot of clicks. You can just take the unavoidable and not care about it whenever you do an attack if necessary. That's true because it is That's autopilot, true. so it it moves around. It does whatever it needs, right? I think Henry's massively underrated. Uh, you know, he's going to be able to phase anywhere. Uh, he's going to give you a plus one damage no matter what. Uh, because he has the enhancement, he has the empower. Uh, that's solid for 15 points. I mean, it's not quite perplexed because obviously you can't use it on your, you know, attack or range or something like that. But it's it's strong. It's it's really strong, and he's micro, so he can be carried everywhere. Uh, and in an absolute pinch, he's a great tie-up piece. Um, you know, just if you carry Henry around, uh, they can't single target pulse wave you as easy. And I think that's a big deal with pretty much anything. That's, uh, single that's target very true. Is huge. I, I think, yeah, I like I said, he won play it for an extra ID, but you're right. It is the best low-cost piece to play if you yeah. want to ever get anything because it does so much. And that Brimstone's and there as a, well, yeah. And I, I think the only reason why I play Brimstone is because he didn't have an Atom because otherwise oh. you'd go with Atom. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. I like Brimstone, though. You don't like Brimstone? You like uh, Atom I, over Brimstone? I roll like ones on blades always so i don't trust anything uh, that's roll the dice steal damage sure i i don't either that's why i can't attack with adam at all but brimstone guarantees me one <laughs> damage uh brimstone's damage like that penetrating poison damage is phenomenal right. uh so even if you, yeah I, I get you with the blades and stuff like that but just guaranteeing one damage is amazing uh unless of course they have invincible yeah, so there um, we go. He has Adam ID cards, so he's got at least one Adam. I don't think a lot of people have two. So let's move on. We got a newcomer here, Easton Brock. I believe uh, <laughs> I believe he's never played uh, Hero Clicks before. He comes in. He wins two two state championships. Uh, right? Both... Just just stop, Easton. Just fucking stop. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. You were bred and born into it. Second generation player. Um, obviously, fa Father Howard Brock. I remember playing Easton when he was actually a kid. Um, before he became the Prince of the Rock? Yes, yes. Way before he became the Prince of the Rock. I played him at, I mean, I played him a couple times at Dragon Con. Um, and actually, fun, fun story, he always reminds me of this. 
I was playing him, and I was playing Metron Nightcrawler, and he was playing like super anti-Metron Nightcrawler with Bullseye um, and just everything to possibly hit Nightcrawler. Uh, and what ended up happening, I got a call. My house was on fire. So we got like a time <laughs> extension, uh, and they were very mad about it because they, they kind of let me take the call and do the thing because my house is on fire. Um, but like, then they didn't give us as much time and I ended up winning that game. And I think I went on to win the championship. Um, wow. but, uh, <laughs> but he was always kind of upset and I'm like, dude, my house was on fire. So, I mean, on your end, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who's crazy player. enough to use that as a tactic? Like, hey, babe, just call me, you know, around this time. I need my house to be on fire. Like, <laughs> It's actually a great idea. Now, I don't think he thought it was lying. I think he's just like, come on, judge. He was on the phone for 20 minutes. You gave us five extra minutes, which was fair because I won with, like, no points. Um, <laughs> I won with, like, you know, I hit something small or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I, overall, the lesson here, I think, is uh, set your house on fire. If you might lose a game, uh, it worked well for me. It won me that game versus Easton. So, I mean, Kevin, are you thinking about doing that for Worlds or Nationals? Or you what know, do you think? I, I think it put me on tilt. I'd, I'd cry that my computer's on fire. Like, Oh, yeah. It didn't get to my computer. It was just, it, it ended up being pretty small. But, uh, so that was good. My house didn't like burn down. Uh, but if you, for a world championship, I'll, I'll consider burning down my house. So let's see what Easton played. <laughs> um, so we got Quinjet resource. We got Ultron drone, the eight, 18.2. Yeah. Drone, fly. The fly one. Uh, we have the Ultron drone six. Uh, and then we have brimstone, atomica and 10 point Morlock. Now another Quinjet team, there's going to be running themes and we won't go through all of them. Um, what do you like? What do you like about this team? Like I said, uh, yeah. he chose to go the route of double Ultron. Yeah. So Quinjet's attacking Ultrons are pulling out ID cards. He, uh, let's see what he has. He has, yeah, he does Iron Man. So maybe he's playing, maybe he chose to go the Pat route, which is a 50 point Iron Man from Just to, to, Nick yeah. Fury. So you, you call him in as an ID. You then power action put him into the Quinjet as a pilot. And from there, you get to basically pilot it and go do whatever you want. And you'll get you, mean, you, you get call him in as a real boy, basically. Call right. Him yeah. In as yeah. The actual. So, yeah. I'm a real boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you go that route. You call him in. You pop him into the Quinjet. You get a sidestep from the Quinjet's ability itself for the pilot because yeah. he's Avengers and as the uh, TA. And then you get Perplex from Iron Man. Okay. Yep. That's solid. He has the Atom ID card too. Uh, one of my favorite tricks with this is you call in the Atom uh, pretty early in. Uh, ideally, if he can attack, but just in general, because calling in the Atom, you have to get to turn. Let's just say you're slow playing it. Um, well, the Atom can come in when you're on the second click of the dial. Yeah. So, so turn two, turn minimal. three, I believe. Right. I don't know. Uh, How do you turn it one by the second? Well, you turn? do. You do turn one. So you call in, like, let's say, uh, in Easton's case, he's going to call in Nightwing. He's going to have Nightwing free action bring in the Pog, which is the perplexed Pog. Okay. He's then going to turn the dial, whatever he gets, even if he rolls a one, and then yeah. he's going to go. Okay, this is really cool. Uh, call in Adam, and Adam sits in the back. Gotcha. I was thinking call you can call an Adam as a real boy, and then it says you get to roll the dice again. It go starts on one through six. Right. So you so, might actually go up. So let's say Yeah, there's you, a high chance yeah. of going up. And then you could next turn, like say theoretically you roll a five or a six. Then next turn you get to 
free action call in Iron Man, have Iron Man pilot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a lot of positives with that. I, I've seen different ways to play that. Um, I try to call an Adam as a real boy on turn three if I can playing something like this. Um, that again, you know, everybody's turn three is very different. You could be turn three pulse waving or turn three be surrounded by the zombie team base. You have no idea what's going to happen in a game, but if they slow play, they pass or something like that, you put one action token on the Quinjet uh, your first turn. It's not a bad idea. Because, you know, by the next turn, you cleared, you've moved it up one, now you're on 20. I, uh, Adam's only 15 points, you call him in his real boy, keep him in the back, uh, and then you get to, uh, you know, roll it, and maybe you get Iron Man, or maybe you get something like that. I think he's using Morlock to pilot, right, though? I mean, in a pinch, in a fast game, I assume he was using Morlock to par- pilot. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, otherwise, 50-point Iron Man. I don't love 50-point Iron Man, except for piling piloting i think that's five points id card i mean when you have 120 and 140 point people it seems like a waste uh because you're really just getting like perplex and shield team and it's positive don't get me wrong but why not you know if you're calling men as just an id character why not play somebody like booster gold who nearly guarantees that you're going to hit that turn or something of that nature because it it's those Superman teams, those defend teams that are 21 defense. When you go like, okay, let's call in Nick. Oh, Nick doesn't get his plus one attack. Well, that's great because you got like two Supermans on yep. the other side of the field. Well, I hear you. Go, that's well, what I really Booster Gold's for, though. Right. I, Booster Gold. Yeah, I mean, giving the prob it, to everyone, I guess. Too. Giving prob to everybody. He has double prob. So. But it's, it's the difference of like, if you had to roll a five versus a twelve. It doesn't matter. Like, let's say you have six prob. This is this is basic stats. So if you have six probs to roll a five, you're basically always going to hit the five, right? But if you have six probs to roll a twelve, yeah, yeah. But Nick's changing still. you. I mean, uh, calling an Iron Man may be able to change you one, right? Like, am I right. missing something? It's just to change no, you more no, no. Than you're, one? no, you're right. It's but it's just one closer to getting that hit, which it matters. It's it's the difference. Of always doing uh, perplex attack because you'll miss versus damage unless you're, you need it to KO. I, I get what you're saying, but what, what I'm trying to say here is uh, let me look at the Iron Man card. So Iron Man does improve targeting and or hindering. That's positive, and it gives you plus one attack. So you're getting two plus attacks. Well, it won't, uh, it, it won't matter. You're never going to yeah. You're never going to use them for the actual attack. You just put them in pilot. Well, no, that's his inspiration. Right. And so I, I'm just saying, if you're calling him an ID, I, I prefer to call in like a booster gold or something like that. And, uh, something that guarantees for a hit. I don't believe in calling in somebody for a perplex. Um, that seems like kind of a waste, in my opinion. Well, that's the same as Nightwing. Nightwing, you call in to bring in the Tony Zuko for perplex. I hear you, but he also does things, but he always has perplex and support. That's calling it, that's five points trading for the best pog ever made. That's, that's solid. Uh, I think, frankly, at this point in time, I wonder, unless it's a team like a don't die team or something like that, I don't know why you wouldn't play the Nick, uh, the Nightwing ID card. I, I don't know why at right. all you would not right. play that. It's five points for perplex and support. Right. What? What? Like that's not even a debate. I mean, con artist would be played on nearly every team, and you have to push her. And she's 13 points. Right. That's and old Easton had it, and I think uh, the next guy, which is another Quinjet team, which copied Pat's team, I'm pretty sure, Lucas Frizen should have it as well. 
All right, let's move. Let's go to another one. I mean, we got Luke. Yeah, Lucas Friesen. Same thing, basically. We're talking the difference between Ultron drones and Phalanx drones, and Adam and Henry and Atomica. But it's another Quinjet team, so let's move past that. Uh, now we got a Krang. This is our first Krang. Uh, Jacob Bishop, North Carolina winner. Congratulations. He played Krang one seventy Ultron drone eight point two. Uh, Justin Seifert, Baxter Stockman. Uh, Nightwing ID card. I think that's funny that I just said that. He has one ID card. It's Nightwing, because why wouldn't you play it? Uh, then Pandora's Box. Sloth, Lust, Wrath. Wraith. Wrath. Which one is it? Wraith or Wrath? Wrath. Wraith, Wrath. Wraith would involve an E at the end of it. Mm. Uh, and it is the seven deadly sins, so Wrath. Yeah. I went to school in Detroit, so I never learned to read the right. <laughs> um, okay, so what, what do you think about this Krang team? So how... How, talk me through. How do you think this is this one's being played? I mean, so he's he's choosing instead of playing like Lockjaw or something that can carry, he's going to use Krang to carry. By doing so, he's going. Uh, Krang is probably going to turn giant. He's going to choose flight as his attack power. He's then going to carry up Justin Baxter. Uh, okay. He then instantly heals with Baxter at the end of the turn. So you'll take the one. He'll heal the one, which puts him at top click with a 19 defense he goes okay this is cool i like this uh next turn i'm going to justin safert myself out there hit and possibly come back so do a yo-yo or he chooses just go out all the way and do pulse wave or whatever he needs the ultron 18.2 is used to call in like you said the nightwing to get the perplex the tony zuko pog which i think is pretty important with crane because i feel like he uh like you want 14 say... attack what else do you need you got a 14 attack prob i don't think that's necessary damage. i i think he should i congrats for winning uh it, it it works but i think he could have done uh maybe a nah it wouldn't work um was it 17 well there's yeah. a whole bunch of krangs here 16 22 yeah you could have just gone screw it no resource play uh mercury at 25 as a tk piece and a uh uh level 7 id and nick fury so you go tk out ultron 18.2 nick fury shoot crane comes out finishes it up okay that's solid uh um let's talk about the next team trent uh marlowe uh from pittsburgh or Pennsylvania, I guess I don't know if it's from Pittsburgh, at Bill and Walt's Hobby Shop. So he ran uh, not the t- traditional. Um, so he ran Loki, Loki, Eclipso Brainiac, uh, Pandora's Box with Sins, uh, Lust and Wraith. I heard about Rath. this team. People people were raving about this team yesterday. And uh, I... I so think let, it's, let's talk I think over it's Loki good. real quick because okay. I think it's important because not a lot of people this is not a played guy. So he's 115 points. He has prob. He has 18 super senses. He has 11 attack, uh, seven range, two targets uh, with in cap and mind control. And none the of those con- matter because his main thing that matters is the trait, which is 150 points or less cannot uh, draw lines of fire to him. So I mean, he's losing real real hard to a zombie team base or Krang or super Krang. Yeah. Or Krang. So, uh, now can you pulse wave him or no? No. Uh, lines of fire cannot be drawn. So you cannot do an, uh, the AOE will not affect him. So he's pulse wave proof. He is, if you felt the field was a hundred percent Quinjet, 
I think this is a reasonable play. Also note mind control is getting a jump here because if you mind control, which I normally hate mind control for reference, uh, but if you mind control one character hit another, they can't um, retaliate attack you. Because right, they'll be attacking themselves. They'd be attacking themselves, so it really doesn't trigger the retaliation in the way that you would ideally want. Uh, and you can't trigger retaliation, I believe, to attack yourself. I don't think that is a viable thing you can do. Um, I have played against Lokis. Uh, they are really annoying. Uh, the other thing to talk about, though, with them is you know what works well? A TK. This isn't a mystique. You know, you don't have to start next to him. You just have to be next to him at some point in time. Right. It has a seven range. And I grant you, these are hard guys to chew for through. I'm assuming he's using, you know, basically impervious with Eclipso and Brainiac. So he's he's long dialed in this scenario. But charge, you know? Well, yeah. Uh, so he, he definitely got okay. lucky. And it's probably because of the low numbers that came up. Because there was no zombie team base. There was mm -hmm. no Krang. Yeah. Or if there was, I mean, it must have been bad players or, you know, bad team build. Uh, I'm generally dismissing this, but I'm putting Loki on my general radar. Congratulations to Trent, though, uh, for playing something, um, you know, original. Um, That's true. Uh, well, <laughs> so, the first person that played it was Pierre uh, at the in 300 Limited. Okay. Uh, for a Super Q. Yeah, the 300 Limited Super Q in California. Um, so now we have uh, Colorado, uh, and Colorado has another Quinjet uh, with Atomica, Adam, and Henry with the two Ultron drones. So let's move past that. So uh, yeah, it, it seems like people realize that uh, two Ultron drones is better than one. Uh, they're, yeah, they're choosing I think because to move it gives you such an Quinjet. obvious target. Well, That's it's, the it's not that. I think they're choosing to have the Quinjet free in case of it needs to fly away or attack or do whatever is necessary. Well, I'm uh, like, I don't know if there's one ultra uh, Ultron drone, then technically I'm probably beating the Quinjet if I have in cap. I kill an Ultron drone and then I in cap the Quinjet so he never calls in an ID card. Um, That's true. Didn't you know, that. they yeah. can they can make some real boys, certainly, and that can be problematic. But, you know, it's much more possible with two Ultron drones. You know, you're really going out there. You're going to have to deal four da three damage to each so you need to be doing dual target six damage to kill them or psychic blast uh for four damage which is very gettable um one person's really good against them is the if you put a um sunfire out there the 80 point sunfire and put in like eclipso or something like that um you know so he has a psychic blast or maybe it's brainiac either one and uh you give him the psychic blast He's pretty good for killing off two Ultron drones. And he, it, it brings the value, Ultron drones brings the value of Psychic Blast up. And I feel like not a lot of people are running a lot of Psychic Blast right now. Right. They're either going for high damage, which would still technically kill an Ultron drone. Six, though. Six. And, you know, you, you have to hit him twice. Uh, Crane doesn't have two targets, I don't believe. He has five, five range with one target. So Six damage? Why six? Five. Five? They're only two clicks, yeah, you're right. so you're yeah. Right. Right. You go five and then four for the next attack, so you'd, you'd kill both if you wanted. Sure. So. I was thinking in one shot is what I was thinking. So you'd have to deal three damage. You'd, no, you'd have to deal... Well, then oh, in, yeah, in that case, you only need two damage if you 
double target psychic blast technically. Yes, oh, I guess that's what I'm saying. So yeah. you need four damage for One, double two, target three, psychic four, blast. Yeah, so four. So yeah. yeah, I'm doing the math wrong here because you need um, one, two, three, four. You need to hit for eight damage uh, if you don't have psychic blast. Uh, that's impossible. No. So, oh, so you have one attack, right? And you have dual targets. You'd have to have an eight damage, right? You'd have to do four damage to each one of them. Uh, which is nobody has, or which is two separate attacks, which is because that's that's crank. But yeah. Uh, (laughs) And while I explain this to myself, hopefully, uh, anybody listening kind of gets a better sense of, uh, why it is so hard to kill two characters that have, you know, something as stupid as two clicks. It shouldn't be that hard. They're two 30-point characters. It shouldn't be that much damage, but you have Invuln. Are you committing an Outwit to it? Are you calling a Nick Fury to kill an Ultron drone? That seems crazy, but honestly, Quinjet's run on Ultron drones. Uh, Without Ultron drones, then... You know, you have Atomico, who's calling in nothing, helping the Quinjet attack you. She's calling in uh, Adam. Adam. Yeah, Yeah, she can call in Adam, sure. Um, And Adam, I'm not understating Adam. Uh, Adam is one of the best ways to get rid of Ultron drones. Mm -hmm. If you can get an Ultron drone to foolishly attack you next to another Ultron drone when you have Adam in the back uh, right there. So be careful if you're running the two Ultron drones. Adam. The Adam two, wrecks you. The two best ways to get rid of Ultron drone right now is the Adam or uh, Nova ID card. Because yeah. Nova Nova just does two uh, damage pulse wave, period, yep. to everything. So, yeah, that's what people are going to do. If they're moving up and basing you or getting near you, look to see that they have a Nova ID card. That's probably their, their tactic. And if they're not, if they're doing, which is the next player, uh, Chris Flores, his Krang team. Yes. Uh, he played... so This is Rock of Eternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rock of Eternity, first off. I think it's the only one on here with the Rock of Eternity that made it. Ever. (laughs) It's like the only thing ever to use the Rock of Eternity that has done well. So, congratulations to Chris Flores. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. What what the team is? Uh, So, it's Krang, Mercury, Brimstone, uh, Solaris, and then Ultron 18.2. Which strikes me as a uh, robot theme. Right, it is, with plus five. It did not use the robot theme ata uh the robot ata because frankly that thing's over costed for what it does but uh what does he have he has two ids ah he does have nova and shield level seven id uh and then he's got wrath pride and sloth on the rock i think that gives him uh flurry yeah flurry that's not bad actually because yeah, yeah, he's got charge starting, so he goes charge flurry if he wants. Um, his I I watched his games, and his uh his game will be up on uh, the I guess it's up now uh up now on on YouTube and whatnot. You can watch it. He was I I thought this team sucked when I saw it, and I'm amazed it won, but it did so well because it beat uh. It, it was losing. It was losing bad in the finals match, and it still came back to win it all. And the reason why is because the uh, the Brimstone or Solaris coming over to just hit, sometimes you have a trap, and that's what really what Ultron 18.2 was. You TK out Ultron 18.2, you have them die, and then you have Brimstone or Solaris uh, just go over, hit them, and then Crane comes over to uh, finish it off. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's super solid. Um, I like Krang having Flurry. That's impressive. 
I mean, get him in the middle and get their team somewhat hurt. Krang is hard to kill. I mean, he that perplex that he gets is not perplex. It's the plus two defense. Uh, when right. he takes damage, it doesn't go away. It's unoutwittable. Uh, so he's often sitting around with a 20 defense, uh, which is a challenge. A 20 defense in Vaughn or impervious. Uh, this team's not hitting, which is interesting. And Rock of Eternity always makes me scratch my head. But if it's giving Krang flurry, that's that's pretty good. I I guess he really wanted the map. I don't he, get it. He like why? Did? Actually, uh, if why you go that hard on robot theme? What, top, what map? Top four was all theme teams, I believe, at this event. And then uh, in every so in every. Uh, not to knock the other state tournaments, of course, but as far as numbers go, in the biggest ones, theme team won. Minus, no, because Easton's was crap. If if Easton's wasn't crap, then okay, I'll give it to him. <laughs> but you know, uh, it it was at least three I know of the top three were theme teams oh. uh, that won it. So it seems to be that theme teams matter, and for Krang, I think it matters against another Krang. Because I think if you do Krang Krang and it's whoever whoever wins map roll wins, so that may be the reason why he did it here. Gotcha. I think Solaris is very good uh, against Quinjet. He's got uh, a twelve attack, and he does the incap like you said, which is perfect because you'll you'll incap the Ultrons and you'll incap the Quinjet. You can only bring in an ID card if you have no tokens on you. Exactly. Uh, so Solaris stops the Quinjet whole team basically. Um, and he, he hits everybody within a large, large range for in-cap. So then basically, you know, a Quinjet team is essentially defenseless uh, because, I mean, they're hard to kill, don't get me wrong, but they're not bringing in an ID card after you Solaris them, so they're going to try to attack you, which, frankly... Solaris, Solaris has a 19 defense. He has That's a 19 really nice. defense. They can probably hit that, though, because there's... You know, when if they focus their whole team and it's not turn one, which it won't be, it's probably going to be turn three or four, they probably have something out there that's going to get their attack up or prob them or something like that. So they can probably hit it, but just the idea of they can't pull in an ID card is huge. Right, just for one um, turn stall. I mean, Migsy yeah. is a perfect example of one turn knocking someone out of what they want to do for a strategy. Yeah. You, it makes you win the game when you stall someone. for. I'm floored. I, I have not seen, uh, we're going to go through these a little bit more and probably a little faster, but we I've not seen a Mixoplex at all. Like anyway. No, uh, without Blind Owl, I don't think he works yet unless someone can figure out a way to get him onto that, that Pulse Wave quick without having to do a turn three. Yeah, you you really can't unless you get lucky with, like, the Atom or something like that. They attack you up close and he's able to, you know, f phase there and then... Well, Atom would still knock you onto the phase again. So it, it'd oh, have to be... Oh, because gets you for two, that's right. Uh, it'd have to be Brimstone and roll a one or something like that. Yeah, that's not reliable. All right, Oregon winner, Matthew Peterson. Things from another world. Uh, Super Scroll with Eclipso, Nighthawk Prime, War Wheel. Ooh, I, I like this. I don't like the War Wheel, but I like this. <laughs> yeah, so I like Nighthawk Prime a ton. What do you, what do you, why do you like this so much? Okay, so Super Scroll, right before the rotation hit, uh, people started realizing that Super Scroll with Ion is amazing because you get to choose six powers, right? Yeah. So he'll always have, like, whatever he wants. And now you're basically going, okay, we got Super Scroll with an entity still, which is Eclipso. But better off, we have Pandora's Box, which he has. 
So you're giving Super Scroll either Reflexes always or Energy Shield and Sidestep. So on those clicks that he doesn't have Sidestep, you now don't have to choose Sidestep. You can you can Sidestep and choose, let's say, uh, well, you won't need to choose Poison either because those clicks will have it. So yeah. you get to Sidestep, Poison, and then choose Pulse Wave and just Pulse Wave everyone. And it's very, very hard to kill. And then they can't really do high damage to it because of Nighthawk Prime. Right. So basically, you're if you're playing against this, you have to focus really, really hard on Nighthawk Prime. Yep. You just, you have to do that. I and mean, I, I think he'll just leave Nighthawk Prime, honestly, in the back. Maybe have Warwheel in front or next to Nighthawk Prime. Yeah. I could actually technically see, in this rare scenario, you'd be lined up pretty well for a potential Warwheel attack. Because he's going to base you, uh, and more wheels only good if you have that, you know, line. Yeah. Uh, that being said, there's no way any human being listening to this podcast should play War Wheel over Adam. Yeah, if you have I, 15 points. I don't think he had an Adam. Yeah, that's, or if he that's if he it. did, that'd be that'd be awesome that he chose War Wheel over it and did. It's just like my team's it. so good, I don't care. Right? You're not it going really to be is. able to beat me. I'll just it's a it's a good team. Um, it, it strikes me as hard to be, you know, again, um, there's a lot of stuff in the format right now where Quinjet can eat through or kill Super Scroll with a Pulse Wave at the end. Um, now I get it. I get it. It's a full Super Scroll. It's different. It's hard to heal, but you know, Super Scroll, you know, you always say he's coming back, but everybody's playing Pulse Wave and everybody's savvy to when Super Scroll dies. So I, I'm saying that I'm not too concerned about this, but I am going to put it on my radar as far as I do need to remember all of Super Scrolls dials. It just seems crazy to play that over a 600-point zombie team base. And by that, I mean the next one, Michael Spillman, uh, who won with a zombie team base. <laughs> look at um, that transfer. <laughs> yes, look at that. Professional. Um, we went six and one. Uh, he was actually playing an illegal build of this, uh, but don't feel bad, Michael. I play tested an illegal build of this, uh, in the same exact way. And it's, it's tricky. Oh no. Zombie scrolls. scroll, scroll, super scroll, mole man, red skull, uh, Magneto. Uh, first off, you should be playing Morbius over red skull. That's crazy. Not to, um, Hydra team is stupid. Uh, <laughs> the zombie team base having steel energy is great. I have no idea why you'd pick Red Skull unless you just don't have Morbius. Uh, so the scroll, I'm not going to light you up about this because it's really confusing. Basically, they made them all the zombies unique, made the scrolls not unique. Uh, so it feels like, oh, I can put two of them on the team base. But still, team bases have to have all original characters. Uh, so it's not going to work. So I say we move yeah. past this. We've already talked enough about it. Uh, why don't you tell us about the Wyoming State Qualifier? Uh, Jacob Bosch? Boshi? Yeah. Boshi. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, double Coriander. <laughs> Ooh, Double Coriander and a yes. Rock of Eternity. Uh, and then Red Hood and Outlaws ATA. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, one of the Corianders has Proteus. The other one has Brainiac. So if the... I guess he's always tossing the Coriander with Proteus out there. And being like, yo, this is going to be the front piece. Because if it dies, Proteus comes out. Doesn't Proteus go to the other Coriander? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, go, 100 points. Yeah, other, you're right. You're yeah, right. Go yeah, to yeah. the other Coriander, and then Brainiac would be become unattached. That kind of sucks. Why are you playing Proteus, then? I have no idea. <laughs> um, 
So uh, thank you, Wyoming. Uh, I'm sure everybody in your state showed up. Congratulations, Jacob. But even if everybody in the state of Wyoming showed up, that's still only seven people. Um, so let's move on to Scott Johnson <laughs> in Louisiana. Um, Proteus, is, let's actually talk about Proteus for a second. I, in most cases, I hate Proteus. Uh, in almost all cases, I hate Proteus. Unless you have a very, 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 very clever team in which Proteus is popping off uh, and you have, like, he's on Morlock or <laughs> he is on just that, like, you know, Resurrection Man, which I still didn't like, by the way. I played Resurrection Man. I played Dead Man. I did, and I played Proteus on Resurrection Man uh, with nobody else for Proteus to go to and, you know, Resurrection Man can't die, so I shouldn't be worried about those plus ones. Uh, but I was. I got. I took damage like every other turn, which isn't mathematically unrealistic, and I lost. I, I got swept, and it was largely because I played Proteus, which I played that team a bunch, and it never dies, and I felt invincible, and I played Proteus, and all of a sudden it changes the math. Resurrection Man was off the board a lot more. They ended up killing Dead Man at the same time that I had to double jump Grasshopper. He'd be killed. Right. And, I think uh, it's just because he didn't have Eclipso. Uh, that could be it, but then just don't play it <laughs> um, because that's dangerous. I would never put Proteus on Coriander for yeah, basically. He, he definitely, he definitely rolled well because uh, <laughs> otherwise. Where he played yeah, all seven people in the state. You're, so. you're choosing, you're choosing make it to where they can't shoot you with Red Hood, Red Hood and Outlaws ATA yeah. when you're on top click. So and then you're you... playing a piece that can make you go off top click. Like yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. Doesn't make sense, but I'm sure he's a good guy. Uh, and congratulations, uh, I've won the stupid things that didn't make sense at the time, and um, I'm sure that this is smarter than most things I've come up with. So uh, let's go to Scott Johnson, uh, Louisiana, uh, and uh, this team's totally wackily interesting. Uh, two future Ultron drones, two uh, Age of Ultron drones, two Ultron-1 drones, Brimstone Times how many, you say? Three. Three. <laughs> yes. And Solaris. That is a themey, themey robot team. Uh, congratulations, Scott Johnson. I want to playtest this. Uh, what do you think? I love it. Uh, I was talking and testing before states saying that uh, there's an Ultron team, team that involves Ultron 1 and people got to look at it. And uh, he he figured out how to do it. Uh, he definitely figured out how to do it. So the whole point of Ultron 1 is Ultron 1 makes it to where when Ultron di dies, uh, they come back, potentially, on a... I believe it's a 4, 5, or 6, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. solid. For so 50% chance of coming back. Exactly. So although they score the points, they do come back, which is amazing, because then you're just going, okay, this is this is how I get the roundtable work. If, if I'm afraid that... Uh, the ants aren't going to do anything because people will have entities or just defense powers that won't allow the poison go through. Then this is the way to go because the Ultrons will pull out ID cards whenever they need. And the uh, Brimstones will do the penetrating poison damage after the Ultron dies. I That's, love it. Yeah, I do too. I really like this team. It's a plus, uh, and I could be doing a math wrong, 300 to map. Uh, so it's always going first. It's always <laughs> picking the thing. Uh, it has the round table with five cards on it. 
uh, Thor, Adam, Aquaman, Shield, Namor, Hawkman. Those are very, very solid. Um, maybe not exactly what I would pick. Uh, Aquaman's confusing on there to me. Um, so, yeah, that's not amazing. But uh, the Adam at 100 points is what he says. Uh, that's fascinating, too. Um, I never thought about playing the Adam not at 15 points. But either way, it's cool. I like it. Good job. Uh, okay, so now we got. I wonder uh, if Nick... he ever got to actually call in King Thor. He probably did. He's he's probably just going in there and going, "All right, kill me. Let me let me you know click up with the round table." Can he kill in? Th- can he? Oh, I got you. Yeah. Um, I always King Thor. I guess he's okay. I mean, I like King Thor. To get me wrong, but like, I don't know. It feels like there are better three hundred point pieces now. It feels like it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I've always liked calling in Flash, the KC Flash, because he's nearly impossible to hit. Once, if you yeah, don't once he comes in, he's staying in, yeah. basically. Yeah, and I think that's a big deal. Uh, you don't want just a you don't want a character that's kind of going to stand there and hope not to get right. pulse waved when it's your big trick. The Supermen um, aren't a bad choice either now. No, they're, they're yeah, three hundred point soups that are worth. Yeah, the nineteen point Superman with the hyper, uh, nineteen point nineteen defense, um, and the, I think the movie set Superman is what I'm thinking of. I like the movie set Superman, um, for calling in, not for like playing in real people life. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's uh, where is he? Oh, they're so. Oh, yeah, two hundred twenty five points. Uh, 19 invincible, uh, 12 attack with he's almost icon soup. He's so ridiculous. Five damage, uh, super strength, 12, hi, uh, hypersonic. He's going to be able to run and hide some, and that's what I like about him. Um, okay. Um, so now we got, uh, let's move on to, uh, Nick, uh, Sealer over in West Virginia. That's another Quinjet team, so let's not talk about it too much. This one runs Jarvis. Uh, what do you think of the Jarvis Quinjet team? So it's running Quinjet resource, obviously Ultron eight, Ultron 14, Henry and Jarvis. Jarvis yeah. obviously gives you three ID cards for free. Uh, that's a big swing difference. Uh, that's nice. So effectively Jarvis costs 25 points and can pilot the Quinjet and give it perplex. But if the Quinjet uses perplex, then it doesn't have outwit. Right. So, uh, Jarvis is replacing two things on the Quinjet teams that we've seen so far. He's replacing Prob from Atomica, which you don't have any longer, because uh, he's just taken away, and he's replacing the the Iron Man ID card to call in Iron Man to pilot, because Jarvis can just pilot. Jarvis yep. is useless otherwise. He doesn't do anything. Yep. Uh, maybe it's... I mean, I guess if they put you on an indoor map, then he gives you that whole thing of like being able to ignore and whatnot, but it doesn't really matter. He's going into the Quinjet. So that that's the only difference. It's it's not bad. It's not amazing over the others. It's just a different playstyle. Yeah, and I like looks... the aggressive a little bit better. Uh, Henry's, you know, okay, but I'd rather have like the Atom or something like that if you're using Jarvis. Um, he has Martian Manhunter, which is a popular one to call in. Because uh, as I said, you know, it's about not getting hit, right? Right. Uh, so if you're get, pulling off your uh, main trick... Um, let's see, got to look up how to spell Martian. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I'm looking at Martian Manhunter. He's almost impossible to hit though. Basically. Um, yeah. And, 
it's it's his choice on which one he wants to play, whether he wants to play the the White Lantern one or the Connolly. But uh, I would figure he'd go for the Connolly, and he'd choose the point value depending on who he's playing against. So if he's playing against Krang, he might go for the 100-point, just Psychic Blast and whatnot. Uh, I mean, it's Quinjet. So you're, you have him playing against that one, huh? I was immediately not thinking that one. I was thinking Trinity Wars. You I could thought do this that was too. his big I mean, trick. Because that that one is challenging. Uh, he, he shape did the, change so stealth. He did, he did the... It actually shows because he's got a sideline. So he did the White Lantern Martian Manta. Oh, okay. Which the White Lantern Martian Manta is okay. Uh, he's 100 points. He's... He's killable, psychic, but he doesn't Psychic matter. Blast 4 damage. Yeah. Which, as we said, what do you need to kill two Ultron drones? Well, I mean... Psychic Blast 4 damage. He doesn't... Does he have... He doesn't have two targets, though. Oh, yeah, you're right. Darn new Martian <laughs> Manhunter. I got excited about this. I'm like, oh, it's tech I haven't learned. And I think uh, he's the first one who's playing Green Arrow, uh, if I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Green Arrow was ruled to come in with his uh, his dice. As his... we mentioned on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hey, all right. Uh, so, again, it's a Quinjet. Uh, Tim Bold, one of my all-time favorite players. Fun fact about Tim Bold. I won... Uh, in my heyday, I won for two years straight and lost eventually in um, the top four to Tim Bold, uh, who ended up going on to win uh, the Los Angeles World Championship. or the They just called them HeroClix World Championships and just had four of them back in the day. Well, Tim's the uh, current one-third, technically, of the yeah, 3v3 champs. Current team champion. Yeah. He's amazing, amazing guy. And he's playing te- zombie yeah. team base. He uh, is, which... Man, Super Scroll, Magneto Scroll, Gladiator Red Skull, which is pretty much what I play. Uh, um, I, again, I don't like Red Skull. I like Morbius, but um, yeah, go ahead. What are you? What are your thoughts on zombie team base here? Yeah, if if you're okay, if you're playing full zombies at three hundred, Red Skull is useless. I I don't know why people are putting him on there because you're gonna pull off Magneto. There's or Scroll for the perplex. Yeah. There's no question about which one of those. It's just those two. Why Red Skull is there is beyond me every time. But uh, it might be because they don't have the other zombie. Like uh, Tim, Tim certainly isn't in that uh, boat there. Tim definitely has it. But I would say, you know, the only thing I can think of is just saying, you know, they like the idea that Magneto stands next to the team base and has hi- and the team base has Hydra. You know, so plus one to Magneto's attack. But, but... See, that's the funny thing, because if you're really looking for anything you want to roll onto after Mole Man, it's Gladiator. You want to get that flight and super strength with the team base. And a lot of times you get, I think, Magneto. Um, what I do is I place Magneto and Gladiator in clicks three and four. You have a high chance, not a really high chance, but there's it goes three and four and four and three. Right. Um and you will get definitely get an opportunity to roll past that. Now, obviously, it's a super senses chance of getting it. Uh, but if you can get both Magneto and Gladiator, uh, you have some great stuff there. Um, being able to fly um, and have super strength and pick up an ultra heavy. And then Magneto's straight up Magneto's leadership is insane. If yes. you're not pulling off Magneto, Magneto's leadership is insane. Right, which and is another reason why Red Skull is useless, because like you said, Morbius for the steel energy. Way, yeah, way better. that's exactly what I want. And it was in the Ohio Finals. It was team base versus team base. Nice! 
just yep. going to show zombies matter, man. People got to yeah. look out for this stuff. Yeah, they're still going to be played. They're still going to be played. I was way off on how much they're going to be played because Quinjet is gaining popularity. But they, you will see if you're playing in regionals, you're pl- or you're playing in nationals, or you're playing in worlds, you're almost definitely going to see a zombie right. team base. Right. All right. So you got uh, Ontario's winner, uh, Aubrey Smith. Uh, so that's it's great. Uh, and Nick Fury with Brainiac, General Lane. Jason Esparta, Ultron, uh, Ultron Phalanx Drone, Pandora's Box with Gluttony and Sloth, level 7 ID card with another Nick Fury. What do you think? This is good. Uh, this this team has been it, it at least placed high in more than two events. And the reason why is because... So before, before we went to 300 Modern, we were playing in limited format. And in the limited format, this was like... This slowly started becoming the team to beat the Jason Sparta, General Lane, Nick Fury, uh, with the Ultron drone that can that can see through elevated as well. For those who don't know, explain what General Lane really does for this team. So General Lane is he gives he gives a uh, Superman enemy to everyone that shares a keyword with him. Which on this team it's everybody. Uh, it should be a theme team, right? Because failing soldier. Drone. Yep. Yep. So uh, everyone has outweighed. Uh, and then at the same time, he has leadership and can pull it off of anyone on the team. So anyone that shares keyword with him, which means Nick Fury should be theoretically every third turn getting a token off. Uh, that's that's generally where the chances work mm-hmm. for leadership. So if that's the case, then he's shooting every turn. And what you basically do is you just Jason Esparta carry everybody as far up as you can. Turn one call the once per game, which is that uh, no lines of fire, or you cannot target any uh, characters carried by Jason Sparta and Jason Sparta for a turn. Yep. The next turn, you have Nick Fury now within range of the uh, the opponent's starting area. The opponent can't run away from you. I mean, the only way to be able to do so would be a Krang that runs all the way to the other side of the map but leaves the rest of his guys behind so it doesn't work. And what you do at that point is now you call in with the level seven ID the other Ultron. Uh, the I'm sorry, the Ultron calls other in Nick the, Fury. the other Nick yep. Fury. You got two Nick Furies double with enhancement, off, double and pop. you have yep. Superman enemy with everybody adjacent to General Lane. Yep. So you're you know outwitting. It's going. You're outwitting absolutely everything. So um, it's going to be a. It's going to be generally ten damage if if it's against a double Superman team. It's going to be eight damage. One of those soups is dying. I mean, something is dying. It's it's inevitable, basically. Yeah. So it's nice. It's kind of the downside of it, kind of a one-trick thing. It's a really good trick. The, the downside of it, actually, is that, uh, and people should probably read the cards to see. So Jason Esparta's once-per-game thing is his attack power. Not only that, it does not uh, block Pulse Wave. Because so, it would turn off, yep. Right. Yep. So once again, use Pulse Wave. Um, and yeah, well, basically, <laughs> yeah, and basically you can just outwit Jason Esparta now. He's probably going to be in the back, but you know, for, for the fact that you're going to take 10 damage next turn, you're probably going to try it out with that pretty hard. Um, and I don't think there's anything that really blocks him. He could be in the middle though. Couldn't he? He's always going to be in the middle or the he's always going yeah. to be in the middle. middle so, so it, it will be hard to, you know, outwit that, but it's also a possibility um, I'm trying to think of people who can. I mean, obviously a Colossal can. So once again, Mixelpix would be great. Make, make your Outwitter a Colossal, then Outwit Jason to Sparta, and then attack everybody. I uh, think, yeah, if, if you're playing a... If you're playing like a Krang, I yep. think I would... If you one map, of course, 
turn one just take one damage take which one you're not one. but yeah 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 you're probably not but then again i mean chris had that plus five team so that's true yeah that's true you just take uh, it to get the outwit basically so once again this is still viable this is still oh, wait, a very no, viable thing you can't outwit because you can't target so it has to be the can't use from nick fury or pulse wave that's it uh, yeah so is this Sparta? Can you charge? When you use a carry ability, you may carry up to three characters if they share a keyword with him. Once per game, you adjacent Sparta free action, and he and characters he carry this turn can't be targeted right. by voicing characters until your next turn. So can't be targeted means you're going to be able to pulse wave them. Yep. Um, pulse waving Nick Fury 1 is good. Yep. Uh, the only problem is pulse waving Ultron Phalanx drone for 1 means double Nick Fury hits you and kills, uh, let's say, Super Scroll. True. So you sure. need to you need to get a single target on Ultron Phalanx Strong for a Pulse Wave. Or you need to get a single target on Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, because Nick Fury, I mean, he's good. I mean, Nick Fury is really, really good. But, you know, he... Um, well, but not, zombie, uh, zombie team base isn't going to let you kill Nick Fury. Because you come off uh, doing four damage with a Perplex 5... I guess you can pull off scroll One, for another two, perplex. Three, four, five, yeah. I mean, but bottom line is if if you f hit him for five or six damage, Nick Fury is not attacking and killing you that turn. He has a nine <laughs> attack uh, and two damage. That's not great. The problem uh, is Super Scroll has low defense. Yeah. So say for example the new Nick Fury comes out, he does five damage because of hand spent, right? So the yeah. plus one attack, plus one damage, so it goes for. Five with enhancement, he shoots you. You start on click three from the the uh, zombie team base. So you go down to click eight, which is the last click. You're now 16 defense. Nick Fury, even with the nine attack, can hit that with two probs. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So what about um, – let's talk about it in this way. I mean, but then he's dead next turn too. Uh, I hear you. I mean, he's on his last click, and you now have – you know, you're now attacking people adjacent of Sparta – um, which isn't amazing. Well, no, because remember, Nick Fury on his last click has regen, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, but if he chooses to attack rather than, you know, rather oh, than I see regen, what you're saying, yeah. and then the team base just comes in to finish up the job. What, what are you that. doing with against this team with a Quinjet team? Because I know uh, Majestics plays a lot of Quinjet. How, how do you beat this with Quinjet? Oh, uh, yeah. So he theoretically can't beat Quinjet because he'll be down on... So what's going to happen is you just do what you do with your Quinjet. Wait till he comes over. He's going to do his once per game. You don't care about it. Uh, you keep doing what you're doing. And then when he... Because he'll have to. He's going to pull out Nick Fury. He's going to shoot. He's probably going to try to shoot one of your Ultron drones. The other Nick Fury is going to shoot your other Ultron drone. Kill it. You now get to Colossal Retaliate. Uh, and hopefully you kill General Lane. That's that's gotcha. what you're basically going for is kill General Lane. If you kill General Lane, Jason Sparta doesn't matter because he can't really do anything, and Nick Fury will eventually die. And uh, General Lane is one, two, three. He dies four on click clicks. five. Yeah, he's four clicks, yeah. so he'll die on click five. So you can do it with just about anything. Uh, your Nick Fury is going to kill his Nick Fury. That's that's the way it's going to go. Gotcha. Okay. And then basically, you know, you got the Quinjet. It's near the end of its dial now because maybe it's been hit for 10 if they focus on Quinjet or they've killed two Ultron drones. But that's the problem. Never. Uh, I mean, always, always focus instead of spreading out damage, always focus to KO one piece over another. But that thing has a lot of clicks. And just like you were saying for the last click, Nick Fury, right? Even if you're 
if you're still alive, you're still potent. And that's the problem. Especially with the yeah. Quinjet, because it's a resource attached to it. So if it's still alive, it's still potent. And the worst thing about Quinjet is after it dies and the resource is gone, it doesn't mean the ID cards are gone. They're not attached to the resource. They're just kind of there, and the resource allows you to use them. So yep. let's say someone goes and fully targets the Quinjet, kills the Quinjet, believes the Ultron drone's alive. You're still going to kill them with Ultron drones and calling in the IDs. It's, it's a, that's why I love the Quinjet. It's a devastating team. Speaking of Quinjet, the next team yep. <laughs> is uh, Jake Cockrell, who uh, played Quinjet again. with uh, He did the Tomica, Double Ultrons, Henry, and then he went yeah. Morlock. He must have it, not had yeah. a, a Colossal. I like Morlock. I like Morlock piloting. I don't know. Uh, I like Morlock piloting the Quinjet. I think it's fine. And, um, yeah, I mean, I hear you on the Colossal's better, certainly. Making Henry, making the Quinjet better with Henry, though, is solid, too. But we've talked Quinjet. So let's go on to Marcus in Vermont, uh, home of Bernie Sanders. Go, Bernie Sanders. Feel the burn. Um, so Marcus <laughs> is, uh, we got Krang, uh, Baxter Stockman, Justin Seifert, Gene Gray, 50-point, uh, Shield ID card Nick Fury, and then Nightwing, because the Nightwing should be on every team. So like I said at the very beginning, you could uh, TK... Yo-Yo oh. Krang. Wait. What? Why? He, I don't know why he has a Jean Grey. What the hell is Jean Grey good for? TK Yo-Yo? I mean, do you... No, because Justin is basically doing your Yo-Yo, so... Well, she can TK him out, and then... Well... So Justin uh, does it save Justin have does Justin have to give the power action and then Adjacent. he immediately yep and immediately okay so she can bring him back fifty points of uselessness come on Marcus fifty points of uselessness you could have played something else uh you can well here here is one trick uh if you wanted to you can TK out at the beginning of turn uh Jean Gray uh can and TK out with Krang no. So no. no 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 no. What you do is the only way you do this. You TK out safer. You then make Krang. Uh, you then power. Oh oh. I see how it works. I see how it works. Sorry, because it's Jean Grey. So you free action TK Krang. You power action TK safer. Safer then power actions Krang. Krang goes does his thing and then he can potentially come back if he wants. Uh, but what the? But you then Baxter do the... doesn't make sense. This is this is awful. I don't well, get Crank this. Well, Crank can free action, uh, Baxter can free, uh, free action plus one for attack and plus one for speed range for Baxter. I should have said, uh... I mean, yeah, he's given it at the beginning, but now you're going for an alpha strike when Crank can do multiple strikes over and over again, so... I don't think it's an optimal build, I hear you. What I was going to say, though, is it can do the Nick Fury trick, which means that, I mean, it's a crazy thing to do with Crank, but you right? can... Like, you need you... to turn, you can put TK out to Crank. Uh, Krang power actions to put in Nick Fury. Nick Fury attacks, and then you TK back Krang. Uh, so you st- kind of soften him up before Krang then hits him really hard the following turn, I guess. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Vermont. Uh, Again, low numbers shows weird teams. That's just the way it goes. Yes, and then uh, Marcus uh, Castadante... Uh, one with the exact same team. Ah, uh, so maybe we're totally wrong. Um, he won with the exact same team. Yeah, the exact, exact same team. What the hell am I missing here? Uh, Nightwing's good. It's like a slow play version of the Krang team, maybe. 
Um, okay, hold on. Maybe there's a way to do this. So, um, who the Justin... hell is okay? So, Krang, I, I've tried before with Krang and an ID card, right? And the problem is, Krang will always have a token on him generally because if he doesn't, what the hell is he doing? He should be attacking. He's always going to have plus two stats. No one you call in is better than him, even with it being Balls of Fury, Nick Fury. So, I... like, and then Nightwing, what? A 25-point Nightwing, you go, okay, okay so I'm an outsider someone, but you're still plus two attack and 14 attack, well, so... Krang's big thing, though, right, is pulse he, he comes to you. You assume that Krang comes to you, uh, and that's why it wins. But what if you TK'd out Krang, killed a Ultron drone or something like that, and then TK'd him back and then had people come to you? Then you get Colossal Retaliated and... Like, let's say a Brimstone, right? Because the other teams had it. So Brimstone would come over, Colossal Retaliate, Safer... No, he can't and... Colossal Retaliate because, uh, uh, because uh, you know, you can't Colossal Retaliate against somebody who... Well, you you could also Krang. retaliate Nick Fury. No, no, Nick no. Nick Fury is the person that attacked. You have to... Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So you, you, you're calling in Nick Fury to shoot the little Ultron drone. Yes. Who the hell is putting an Ultron drone out there for no reason? Well, it doesn't have to be out there. It's 23 squares. Think about this. Think about this. Okay, so zombie team base, you're 50 points. Oh, that's a points. terrible matchup yeah. for zombie team base. So, well, how about this? Zombie team base, right? Uh, this is the best tech against zombie team base um, because if zombie team base pulls out Super Scroll and the Super Scroll obviously has no nothing on him, there's a high chance because um, there's a high chance that you might be able to kill uh, zombie Super Scroll. Uh, if they roll that plus one or whatever. If not, you can c- kill whatever else came out. Um, because Krang is a shield person. Um, and you get plus one to attack and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it can't. No, but it can. Because you just go, screw it. I'll take the damage, right? The the six that Krang is going to deal. Well, you, Krang's not literally... dealing six. Krang's not dealing six. Nick Fury's dealing damage. This is a TK out, and Nick Fury takes the damage first. No, no, so no, no. no. Nick uh, Fury takes I, the damage first. I mean, it's it's a possibility, but why wouldn't you do Krang? You wouldn't do Krang because of a colossal retaliation. And then you're sitting in the back okay. of the board. Okay, so let's say you deal the five, right? Okay. Then the team base still moves across the whole map, drops out Super Scroll. Super Scroll goes for the running so shot. It drops off a Super Scroll that is on... A click um, five. Uh, yeah, yes, okay. on click five. Yeah. So it is a yellow super scroll now, not a blue one. That's fine. It doesn't matter because you're going to go for running shot pulse wave, right? You do the pulse wave, specifically just hit everyone, give yourself the token, and then outwit and, crane. And then you're, yeah, and then you're taking one damage. So now you have two clicks left of life versus his entire team. Yeah, that, that's fine though because his you team can't do damage, damage right? if you outwit the crane's pulse wave. You don't have to worry about anything ever again. You're coming back on top click again. Because the only other person that can attack you is Krang. Justin doesn't do damage. Baxter doesn't do damage. Jean Grey can maybe TK an object into you, I'm guessing. But if you block the object from being seen for line of fire purposes with team base, you're now officially not dead. Krang is outwitted, and you get to kill him every time. Because he'll never do anything to you again. Because if he kills you, you come back top click, right? With the super scroll. Then next turn, he's now tokened out completely, two tokens. You get to shoot him three times with uh, Super Scroll, two with Team Base, one with whatever you popped off, either a Magneto or uh, if, worse off, if uh, if you are playing an ID card, say, for example, Pulse Wave Thor, you go, screw it, I'm not even going to attack with Team Base because you're tokened out, I'm just going to clear. Next turn, I'll bring in Pulse Wave Thor, Thor will kill Krang, game over. 
sometimes it doesn't matter about taking the damage. You might have to take it to destroy a team, but yeah, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. It's 50 points. Uh, no, you're, uh, it's not an optimal build. It's not an optimal build. Uh, but there, there's something there. I mean, you can... I mean, you still have... They're now at you. You still have Justin Seifert. Uh, he could have done the exact same thing with a lesser piece than Krang. That's all I'm saying. Like, it, it's it's a lot there no, I hear for you. nothing. Like, you could have done the Ultron team, which is uh, the TK Ultrons and then do damage with Balls Fury and that kind of stuff. That's true. You could just take off Baxter Stockman and right. put on Ultron drone, and that would be significantly better, likely. Um, and be able to do the same exact trick, and then it could also call a Nightwing uh, without wait- wasting Krang. Um, Krang is calling in... Oh, no, it says Nightwing 25 points. Yeah, Nightwing. it's it's not the one you think of. So it's Outsiders, which you don't need Outsiders when Krang has Pulse Wave. Unless you're taking out... Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, I don't get it. I don't get it. You're right. I tried to defend it. Uh, Marcus... Uh, who won? Oh, twice. You won two states. Uh, with that team, I I can't defend you anymore. Sorry, my bad, dude. All right, Bat Jester took home the gold for Wisconsin. We are almost done here with Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Sunfire Prime, Pandora's Box of Lust, Wrath, and Sloth. Yeah, this team. I mean, Sunfire Prime. Hell's yeah, Sunfire Prime. He's... I love Sunfire Prime. Why do we like Scarlet Witch? So Scarlet Witch has uh oh Okay, man. she has enhancement and prob. Uh give her a power action to attach the hex marker to a character within range, removing it from anywhere else. If that character is friendly, then it's critically of ten to twelve. This is a pointless thing. And a three and four it gives you a little bit better odds. People people are using it for the crit hit, which is okay, I guess, because they're expecting that maybe they're gonna miss on their attack because of the high defense is from Superman, that kind of stuff. So I can see that. But really what's happening is Scarlet Witch is giving her, her Hex to Quicksilver. Quicksilver yeah. is then uh, hypersonicing into Flurry. And it's working that way. And uh, honestly, like it's it's an okay team. Yeah, uh, I mean, Sunfire Prime is really, really good. I play against Sunfire Prime a couple times now. It's phenomenal. Um, this is uh, Maybe I'm wrong. This isn't Sunfire Chase. It's Sunfire Prime, though. Right. Prime oh, I hate Sunfire the... Prime. What? No, like, it's 120 points. Uh, the 80 point Sunfire is significantly better, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I could agree with you on that. I like the stop click. Um, and I also like 50 point Sunfire better. I like both of them better. The, the, I think all three Sunfires are fantastic. Right. But I think the Prime, like, you could basically... It, Prime is 120 points... If you play the 80-point Sunfire and the 55-point Sunfire, that's 135 points, and you have two Sunfires. So, um, definitely, I don't think he went against uh, Krang or Zombie Team Base. Yeah, yeah. All right, pass. Um, Kevin, Kevin Schaefer. Kevin Schaefer. Uh, here's that... Uh, well, no, it's not. I was going to say, here's that uh, one team you're talking about. So, yeah, Shifting Focus Superman. Cool. Sunfire plus 50-point Sunfire. Nice. With the trait. Uh, with the trait, yep. So 55 points a Sunfire with Eclipse Zone Brainiac on both. This really should say don't sleep on these um, entities. The new ones are good too, uh, yeah. and people are using them. Uh, so I expect to see much – based on the states, I expect to see a lot more of them than I would have before states. Um, and then you got he's got Ultron Drone 6, Atomica, Brimstone. 
Uh, Pandora's box was Lust on Sunfire, Wrath on Superman. Uh, he's got Adam ID card, which is awesome, and Nick Fury ID card. Yep. Uh, that is not a lot of ID cards for running an Ultra on drone. No, it's fine. You you only need two. And <laughs> those are the two. Okay. All he, right. Well, he's got enough. a no, no, no. He's got a decent team. Uh, I see what it he's doing. It is a good so, team. I, I get it. Okay. So well, shifting focus is doing the defend for Sunfire until uh, while moving up, uh, carrying. Uh, I guess he has to carry shifting focus. So what the hell is Ultron doing? doing? Carrying Atomica. Yep. Which you don't need. So to. So now you're toking out your people for no reason. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is a, this team looks like a mess to me. Uh, yeah, I don't like it so much. I mean, it can do stuff. You don't have to carry. Superman can start not on his 19 defense one to carry. So the, then you're toking out your whole team? It's not worth it. Yeah, you're, you're right. I have no idea. You're right. <laughs> All right, never mind. He, did some... play a team, he played against a team that I thought was kind of cool, which is Gene Gray, Doc Op with Eclipso, Quicksilver, Hank Pym, and Brimstone. Uh, I like this team. This is the kind of team you end up seeing a lot in like a in a nationals. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it works. So you got Gene Gray who is putting Quicksilver all over the board. You got Doc Ock who is terrifying, and he is terrifying. Doc Ock is ridiculous. Um, and so okay, he's hmm. you, you. You say Quinjet and you say zombie teammates. Yes, I hear you. They're long dialed stuff. Tell me, say something that's not. Well, but, no, I'm uh, trying to figure out how he's... He could do a trick, which is Hank turns into Giant Man, and then Giant Man carries Doc Ock across the map when Doc Ock does his power action. Otherwise, everyone has to move and token themselves? People... Well, okay, these last couple teams, people are putting in extra effort for having to move around the board when they don't have to. You need to... They need to realize they only have three actions in a turn, and a lot of people are able to do multiple things in those actions compared to just one basic thing next team <laughs> ken uh ken he played the zombie team base and he played it in a way that was not illegal um congratulations on winning oklahoma uh we have john uh from indiana he played uh, a team that we have not talked about at all which is kind of neat so he played casey specter uh green light Who's oh, like? so he, okay, he played. So okay, okay, okay. This is awesome. So he played okay, a good, yeah. low point Casey Specter, green light at full green light. The whole point of green light is if he gets hit, he becomes deadly. Uh, as as long as he survives. Then you have Wasp, Hank Pym, both at fifty, and uh, Ultron drone, whatever it is. Uh, and then the Atom and Round Table. So he's he's totally going for the Round Table to get uh something big out and it seems like for him it was hulk was his big thing so uh green light has when he gets hit into the middle he has he can free action i, I think it's free action right to do the barrier uh who, who green light green light barrier i'm looking up green light now i have no idea i don't know anything about green light he's chased from superman wonder woman i'm pretty sure it's free action he gets a barrier and he can just barrier someone in so what you're basically doing is going like, okay, hey, there's that uh that piece you got, like let's say the the crane. If you get on a indoor map, you go, okay, cool, crane, bear your crane in around himself. So crane can't move any longer. We we basically stopped his movement. The problem I see with this team though, or yeah, you do it Nick Fury, you do it to just about anyone. But the problem I see with this team is he's trying to do a flood. So he's trying to he's trying to Hank Pym bring out ants, have ants go attack. 
green light gives them flight uh and then see what happens from there he could have done if he had the classic avengers set he could have done two ant-man yeah and that's because uh wasp gives the ants flight to begin with 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 green light uh he does give flight right hold on less yeah 40 AC points or less can use toughness. okay me, so, so friendly characters 40 points or less can use toughness and the flight ability the ants already have toughness so you just need flight so maybe he didn't know that there's an ant-man that uh wasp that gives flight yeah oh he is playing uh he, so he's playing a wasp for 50 points and hank pym Ultron, uh, 30. Oh, I don't know why one. I was thinking of a different Wasp. No, he is. So he's got his flight, so I don't know why uh, Greenlight's there. That's how I felt about Greenlight for any team that's ever played Greenlight. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I, and, I uh, think not if, a team I'm expecting if to see. If he had chosen to switch Greenlight for, uh, say, who's the new Gates now? Vanisher? Vanisher. Vanisher. Yeah, Vanisher. If he had chosen to use Vanisher, he would have had more points to with other stuff. And I do love the double double Ant Man team always. I cause... do. It's it's fun. It, it I mean it puts out a lot and you really if you again, if you don't have pulse wave, you have a problem. Right. That's and a lot with of pulse wave, it still doesn't matter because the round table is still going to turn up when people die. So yeah. Because the round table is not being pulse waved, so of course it it allows you to go up quick, and I I do love that. The only issue I have with it is, of course, green light. Even though I was trying to sell him, you're right, he doesn't work, and uh, he could have probably had a better. Well, if he takes out green light and chooses something else, he could have better uh, ID cards. Either way, highest point dude is Hulk. Congratulations to John Champ, Rock Champion of Goblin Games, uh, and all of Indiana. Uh, so we have Josh Ernest. He's playing a team I do like quite a bit. Uh, I expect to see something like this. It's interesting, though. Uh, so he is playing a robot theme team, which apparently is the new hotness in theme teams. He's playing 75-point Brimstone, which is good. Very, very good. Kenny Pena uh, has been playing that quite a bit. 20-point Brimstone. Alexis at 65 points. Jocasta equipped to Alexis for 25 points. Toy Master. <laughs> for yeah. 30 points and Solaris for 25 points and he's using the robot ATA and he has a full Pandora's box uh, full Pandora's box is always interesting I feel like that never happens like just just never like to right it's not uh, necessary never 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 happens like it, it was hard to get the full um, it was massively massively difficult to get the full book of the skulls and you could bring in two a turn, and you were doing a free action. Um, if my memory serves correctly, two a turn, uh, and you're picking them up as a free action, and it was almost impossible to get it then. So to think that you could, you know, do that just seems crazy to me to be able to pull off something of that nature. So. I don't know why he chose play Toy Master over Baxter Stockman. Well, we know what Baxter Stockman does. Um, Toy, Toy Master, Master is a worse version of Baxter. Wait, so, 50 points. So why did it say 30 points? Is there no, a 30 point there's one? a 30 point one from the World's Finest set. Uh, yes, of what, course. What he Sorry. does is uh, 
If he's adjacent to a friendly character, he gives plus one to their attack value. If they're armor or robot, he modifies their defense by plus one as well. And Toy Master... You support. That's big. Right. So Baxter Stockman, instead of having roll for support, Baxter Stockman just gives you the heal, which is one click per turn, right? But it only gives you one click per turn. That's fine. And then uh, Toy Master for the plus one attack, Baxter gives you plus one speed and attack. And, and uh, Toy Master would give one attack and defense. So, so Mr. Ortiz has, like, two of the best uh, team abilities in the game. Uh, is there anybody... Superman ally and Batman ally? It doesn't matter. He doesn't do any damage. So Superman okay, ally is useless. He doesn't give it to anybody. Batman right. ally is stealth. Uh, Baxter has stealth. So it, it's pointless. Baxter is a better version than Toy Master. I think that's the only thing I change there. Otherwise, I do like the team. Because yeah. Brimstone is a pulse wave monster. Yes, he's really hard to kill. Uh, having that stop click for 75 points is, is, is really solid. I have no idea what Alexis is doing. She's okay. She doesn't have move and attack. She has she's 65 points, uh, giving putting uh, uh, putting uh, Jocasta. I guess gives her the move and attack. Jocasta is going to give her the running shot, right? So now she's a running shot. Precision Strike, Prob Controller. So Joshua Ernest is one of uh, Majestic's Apex Predators writers. He he wins okay. a lot. Uh, he, he places high. He does well. He's a good player. He's just a good player, though. And, like, not, not to bash him or anything. Josh, man, you... He always has tweaks to his team. The teams are never finalized. He's always like, oh, I got this idea. Oh, I got this idea. I got this idea. And I think it's the place where he plays. He's the... This is what this is what's the problem with a lot of teams and why I'm complaining and whatnot. Because congrats to them for winning. But nonetheless, when you're the best in your area, sometimes you don't have a reason to make your team better, like perfect. You don't need to make it perfect. You just need to make it above average. And I think that's what this team is. It's above average because you have pieces that don't matter, like Alexis, who doesn't matter with Chicasta on her, and Toy Master, who doesn't matter. There are better pieces out there that you could have played to perfect the team, like make it make it to where it's unbeatable. And maybe he's, I, I always worry, because Josh is one of those people that's very, like, he's, he's nice, but he's very sneaky as far as he's always got an idea in the back of his head for a new team. So maybe he's saving it for Worlds, because he's probably going. Um, so here's my, what I learned about this. Um, so Joshua, if you're listening, Kevin Afrus hates you, <laughs> finds you to be sneaky, uh, doesn't think you need to build you, man. good teams. <laughs> Um, I appreciate you telling me that you love me, uh, Kevin, but this doesn't change your hatred for Joshua. Um, now, in Kansas, a J James Chris uh, ran the very popular, it's getting a little boring to talk about, frankly, politician theme team. Always with the politician theme teams. So we got Lex <laughs> Luthor um, at 200 points. Uh, you got Nighthawk Prime at 65 points. You have the full round table. Uh, with Superman, Batman, Lex Luthor, Justice, uh, level 7 ID card, and of course, the very popular Rick Jones, which does not come in with his pogs. Um, I wonder if he knew that or didn't know that. But uh, So basically, you have Lex Luthor, who is calling in a bunch of characters. Uh, you have Nighthawk, who is making sure that if somebody does stand next to Lex Luthor, they don't hit for much. You're probably leaving Nighthawk Prime in the back, which means that if you're going against this team, you are racing to the back of the board to try to kill Nighthawk Prime. Um, so I was joking at the beginning of this podcast about the Lex Luthor undying kind of teams. I didn't expect it play, let alone win. 
And yeah. again, it's because of Pulse Wave. Maybe people yeah. didn't know. Just like maybe he didn't know that it Rick Jones doesn't come in with the pogs. I don't know. Um, I feel like yeah. I'm bashing on every team that's out here, but Yeah, you're basically you're just saying that all of these champions who work so hard with their blood, sweat, and tears, you hate them and you think their teams are stupid. I, I love them. Gotcha. I love their teams. I love that this is the problem. It's the beginning. It's the first major tournament of the new three hundred modern format. So you're always gonna get these weird teams that come out and then by the end of it, we'll get a finalized... So by the Rock Cup, we'll probably get a... I guess other stuff's coming out in between. But we'll get a finalized version of what's the best of the best. Oh, Worlds. There we go. Yeah. So we'll get a finalized version of yeah, what, what is really good. And We will. But yeah. this is... this is important. I think the most important thing to take away from this is what are you going to see at Worlds? And it's always going to be varied. Um, I don't buy that people didn't bring their best teams. That's one thing I don't buy. Uh, and even at Worlds, even at Nationals, people don't always have everything either. Uh, that is just true. I, I, not everybody, uh, like Kevin Afruz, uh, came from large money from their father, uh, who <laughs> is known as Donald Trump. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, Kevin is a re- relative of Donald Trump. Uh, and, you know, obviously he's a billionaire. <laughs> that is what a lot – that's why there's so few of his children left. All right. So let's go into our segment, Brilliant Whiz Kids. Yeah, so one last thing before that. So for, for me knocking everyone, of course, I'm just telling you uh, suggestions of how to build your team better. Congratulations <laughs> for getting what you did. And I hope to see the uh, – I, I hope my opinion gets across to them and they get the uh, – yeah, right? No, I, I hope, though, they make a better team. They, they make it perfect because if they make it perfect, then I'm freaking losing. These are all good players. They're just playing – and that's the best thing. They're playing these these, you know, like – not so perfect teams and they're winning it which means that's how good they are at positioning yeah yeah absolutely um i stand by what i said uh the son of donald trump hates your team all right let's move into brilliant (laughs) whiz kids all right time for brilliant whiz kids all right so um um all right states uh states was not popular uh how do you feel about this is this uh this is not actually a brilliant whiz kids that's a brilliant rock uh, so Rock did states uh, this weekend. Um, oh, oh, we're changing this. All right, segments now. Brilliant Rock. Uh, no. Brilliant Rock. <laughs> we we change with the second here's, show. Here's the problem. HC Realms is dying or dead. At this point, it's dead in the water. It's just floating. It's it's a dead body floating. And the reason why I say this is because advertising is not being done correctly for the Rock on Realms. Uh, WizKids has stepped up their game. They've done an exceptional job. They're advertising like crazy. They're giving you everything. They're doing what they want. They're making world something I actually want to go to. Like yeah, before, I, I want to go because I want to win to make nationals. a figure. But like, huh? Because <laughs> they added it, added fucking nationals. Of course, you want to go. There's no other no. thing they're running. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's because they're they're advertising it right, as in like, hey. We want to have it. We want to do this. You should arrive. You should show. Here's what we're giving for prizing. They're giving you all the information, right? And hopefully in the next week or two, they'll be like, hey, next week it would be best. They'd be like, hey, by the way, so we're going to stream. So why don't you join us on so-and-so link on Twitch, and this will be perfect for you. And this is what Realm started out doing with The Rock. Originally, they were advertising everything like crazy. And last year for States, huge advertisement. This year, nothing. Honestly, I... I don't even know what these people won because no one cared. That's how bad States was because you go, I'm just going to win a map. That's it. I don't care. Go. The venues uh, have to advertise properly. They got to be like, yo, bro, a brick of X-Men if you win first. Yeah. And 
Yeah, yeah. something like that. I love. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love the rock, but this is going under a brilliant rock for me too. Because uh, seriously, the, the, it's the timing, man. It's the timing. Like we just had a WizKids open. I understand that WizKids kind of screwed that, and you know that's a brilliant WizKids for that. Well, I think but... the Rock did it this year, the same time this year as last year. So yeah, then it change was... it. Then change it because you know have. when nationals are. You know when Worlds is. People can't leave their house to play HeroClix seven times in a month. Uh, I to can barely speak do for it yourself. Once. Uh, well, I mean you've. <laughs> You know, you've never met a girl, but other people are married. And stuff. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You've met them. They're terrified when they meet you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, basically, this is this is too close. And that's what it was for me. It was it was too much at the same time. I love a state's tournament. I don't want them to stop it. Uh, but I have it in a different month. Like. Here's the months that are available. Not is, June, not October. This is kind of any of those two uh, months are fine. It's the thing about the Rock, which is nice, is it's supposed to be at your local venue, and it's supposed to be a major tournament at your local venue, so you don't have to travel far, which is perfect. The issue with it, however, is like you said, you have all these big events. So when someone's going, why were my numbers only nine players? Why the F do you think your numbers were only nine players? When you're not advertising a reason yep. for someone to skip a different event to go yours, there's no reason for them to show. If the only prize is the map, which the map is okay. I haven't seen any rock map that I'm like, I need, and I have them all, but I haven't had a rock map where I was like, this this map will solve problems against so and so figure. This is the ultimate map to play, and that's yeah. that's the problem with uh, that currently. So I think we can move to brilliant whiz kids instead of brilliant rock now, because it's not to say that rock is doing everything wrong and whiz kids isn't doing everything wrong. I've got I issues with whiz kids too. Both doing everything wrong, I believe. <laughs> is that correct? Uh, okay, so uh, we're going to cut some of this from time. So let's move on to the mystique ruling. Uh, why don't you talk about what the new Mystique ruling is versus the old so Mystique for, ruling of 10 minutes ago. For people who didn't know, Mystique was ruled for a temporary period to allow... Uh, she has... You need to begin the turn next to her. So for a temporary period, uh, WizKids ruled that you can... If if Clarion was one square away from her, you can pop off Tikal, who now begins essentially the game and his turn next to Mystique. And I, I kind of which makes Mystique this... playable, like, makes Mystique less playable and makes it less frustrating. I, to me, it's a good ruling. ID cards would also come for this too. Right, ID cards. So you can't you can't sidestep and attack Mystique because you didn't begin next to Mystique. And same thing with the ID card character. You can't like bring an ID card character and then charge them. But if you're if you start out with ID card character adjacent to Mystique, you could still swing at Mystique. Wizkids has now decided to take this away again. So for those teams, like the Doc Ock team, or uh, I guess what else? Some of the other teams we saw in here, which I was complaining about, uh, they they would just lose to Mystique because they they can't do anything. Mystique. Yeah, they don't have Pulse Wave, and if you don't have a lot of TK um, or some way to barrier her in, there's almost no real way to kill her. Uh, yeah, you just run away, which is right, and legitimately that's, that's the that... So WizKids decide to give because Lex Luthor does the same thing as Mystique, but Lex Luthor, and the reason why I laughed when Lex Luthor was stated that he he won, he doesn't have ignores character for movement. I yeah. do not understand why Mystique has ignores characters for movement and sidestep. Like, are you and guys freaking serious? 
And force blast. Oh yeah, free like, action force blast. Take, Not yeah, even regular force blast. Just free yeah, action, free action force, force blast. So on top of absolutely every like this, they made her the perfect storm. Like, will she win? I I don't think so. I don't think she's going to win. No, but uh, she's definitely irritating as shit. Just like the uh, the... it's not a game. It's not a game when you you have the potential to make it a game of running away, not a game of hero clicks. Th- for that reason, that r- original teak ruling should have been held up. Uh, they should allow sidestep next to her to hold up. Um, you know, so they should allow all that stuff. We, I like. We need a. We need another. Uh person who's friends with the WizKids community like or the the WizKids employees like Jake was with uh two years ago I think or last year when it was the the time stop Loki the ice Loki yeah where uh the ruling came out that ice Loki doesn't break out if there's another ice Loki on the board so people were like wait I just play two ice Lokis and go roll off let's do this 50% chance of success I want to win worlds this way and I think Jake was the one that talked to them and was like, look, guys, this is this is bad. Just rule that, you know, change it up. And I think we need someone that will do that to, to tell them, well, like, guys, come on, just change we, it up. We have a watch list, but they renounced. Uh, you have some stuff to talk about that. Now, it's not exactly a ruling, per, per se. It's just the difference between these entities. Right. So uh, I I don't think this is a positive or negative. I just think this is a comment that needs to be made about uh, – entities like Eclipso versus the old entities that that uh people might not know so the old entities had choose a power at the beginning of your turn or after taking damage after the action resolves choose your powers and stat boost right uh now with the effect the way it is it says uh at the beginning of your turn or after this character is clicked you can do that so it's not after the action resolved any longer so it's okay. kind of weird because you're like, after this character is clicked, hold on. I'm clicking take damage. Can I choose any time during these clicks? I know WizKids is, of course, going to say no because why would they say yes to that? That's stupid. And if they do say yes to that, they're stupid. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to say no to that. The biggest concern comes up when you go, say, for example, uh, you you deal knockback damage. You, yeah, you knockback doubles. damage in the middle. So, so if, yeah. if you take, let's say, penetrating of three, and then the guy rolled doubles, so now you're supposed to take knockback. Well, the question comes up beforehand, it was after the action resolved, so you would take the knockback damage without having any power chosen. Now you can choose a power before the knockback damage occurs. And that could create for some really weird stuff as far as stop clicks or reflexes or that kind of stuff goes uh, for the, the choosing the power. So note at, you know, for for upcoming, I mean, we're playing in the big dance soon. Um, I think it's a huge thing, Um, but it's also it's like one of those like minor league things that I think this podcast kind of brings to you that can really help you in a game. But not a lot of people know. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So I think it's time to go on to our um, next uh, big thing, which is uh, figure suck a bag of clicks. There is a Heroclix figure you like You rated a 7 out of 6 I just want you to know It sucks a bag of clicks Alright, let's, <laughs> let's talk about a couple of them. Um, now, Kevin, you, you wanted to talk about Mystique a little bit. Now, we've said basically, uh, uh, what we've said has basically led me to believe that you think Mystique is broken Mystique's... and amazing. Okay, 
no, no, fuck you. Mystique sucks. Mystique sucks because there is Pulse Wave. The reason why she's broken and amazing is because of sealed play. The biggest problem is if you pull her for sealed, which is one of the formats for worlds, and it is X-Men sealed, she's going to devastate people. That Force Blast is bullshit. So in sealed play, this is the most broken piece you can currently pull in the X-Men set. Yeah. In uh, regular play, Pulse Wave will stop her, but it is still annoying that you have to have Pulse Wave on your team because you have to, 100%. You have to. So if you don't have a no, if you don't have Pulse Wave, you better get a Nova or Black Canary ID card. Uh, Nova actually can't even kill her. Black uh, Black Canary could kill her, maybe if you roll the uh, if you roll the Force Blast penetrating damage or you uh, knock her off a building. But see, that's that's the problem with her. I really hate this piece. I hate this I, piece. I, 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 I hate this piece because it's not hero clicks. I think she sucks. I don't think anybody should actually play her. I don't think she's witty or clever. I don't think that she's broken and the smart thing to play like Faust was. Faust was, you know, broken. You kind of had to play him and stuff like that. This is just annoying. You're going to be a bunch of noobs who didn't put Pulse Wave on. You're going to lose everybody smart that did pull, put Pulse Wave on their team, which is most people. Uh, so don't play Mystique. She sucks a bag of clicks. Um, I have a couple other ones. I wanted you to hear your opinion. What do you think about Clarion the Witch Boy and um, his cat, Teakly? Teakle. Teakle? Here's my problem. I've, I've written an article about Clarion. I have stated that Clarion is the best piece for the points. As far as when you look at what he does, really? points-wise, he's the best of what is given. That doesn't necessarily mean he's the best piece to play on a team, though. And All that's right, the difference so... there. I, I think... So officially, it is, is Clarion, is Clarion a Tier 1 worthy pl uh, play? Is he possible no. to be on your world team? No. Uh, and the, the reason why is because the cat doesn't do exploit damage. So you're, you're basically phasing up there. You're using Tikal to go hit, and Tikal will have a 12 attack with blades. And I told you I right here 11. that... Why do you have a 12? What am I saying? Uh, does he start at 11? He starts at 10, and then oh, he Oh, sorry, so it goes flex. to 11. Okay, never mind. Okay. So it goes 11, he does Blades. Uh, like I said, I've always rolled ones with Blades, so I can't play Clarion, period. But I think that's also the issue with Clarion. Yeah, the problem is, with Blades, too. I mean, yeah. so you have a good shot of hitting. Uh, pro 11 with Prob, it's a good shot of hitting. But then you're almost definitely, if you're making a ballsy move like that, you're attacking somebody with damage reducer. Right. So you have a two-thirds, a one-third chance of doing probably no damage. And so Clarion, now you're... who used to be amazing yeah. because of Mystics on him having Prob and Psychic Blast, it doesn't matter when you get into this kind of tournament where you're doing six damage, five, six damage instantly with the bigger attackers. Clarion's dying. I don't care if I take that Mystic as long as something's KO'd. And the uh, the Tikal with the Super Senses, Pulse Wave. We've said it here, Every everything there is an issue with, Pulse Wave. When you don't want to know the rules to the game, Pulse Wave. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, ultimately, so he has sidestep, stealth, facing teleport. So he's moving like eleven. Yeah, that's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's bad, but if you're considering him for high level tournament play, I think he sucks a bag of clicks. Um, he has low damage output. He does stuff. He definitely does stuff. I don't even like Mystics in general. I think Mystics is good in the rarest of rare rare scenarios if it's a um, point piece and you can play a shit ton of it like a swarm maybe yeah Otherwise. but the, i mean it's a 
You know, it's a damage you do when you're losing. Or if it's such a high defense piece, like the uh, or or the uh, Spectre, low low point Spectre, KC Spectre. Yeah, that's the only one I could see as being decent. Yeah, and I like the idea. You know, if you have a wild card team, which is basically impossible because there's no wild cards anymore. Uh, but if you have a wild card team, um. Yeah, Mystics is okay, but I've never gone out of my way to do Mystics. I'm not, like, happy. I'm not like, yay, Mystics. You know, it feels better. I think people like it because it feels good to be like, all right, uh, you hit my Clarion for six and he's dead. Take one. (laughs) You know, and you're like, okay. You know, but what does the Quinjet quit care about Mystics? What does Zombie Team Base care about Mystics? What does anything that can survive Krang care about Mystics? And for that matter, what does Krang care about Mystics? Um, All right, right. I got one for you. Last one for this uh, segment. My piece, Faust. Faust. Um, Well, first off, you know, I I think almost everything. No, I hear you. I think almost everything uh, that you've done is terrible. But. I, I'll review Pat's piece, which I know he designed the cool parts of this. And you said that he wanted you wanted him to be a boot symbol with no willpower. I believe is that correct? That was yeah, your goal. Yeah, I, yes. I just yeah, I wanted but, this piece to suck dick. Clearly, so, so I think the clever thing that you guys did here, um, and the reason I thought it was originally going to be something that was going to be great, um, but then they just came out with some broken stuff, and then it, you know. Uh, it kind of got meted out, but basically, you know, the odds of the three dice rolling, um, and picking two is insane. It changes all the math, which is really fun. Uh, I love that power more than I love almost any power. And I wish there was some character that could give that power to somebody else. Um, because that would be just amazing. I mean, it's a little bit what Mixelplex does. Uh, Mixelplex is a little bit more exact to it, but it's a great power. And I think they felt like, you know, oh, well, he only has a 10 attack, so he's balanced. But he has three dice he's rolling with. So that 10 attack is basically like a 14 attack, um, to my knowledge. Um, I, you know, uh, give him a power action when he is adjacent to opposing character. Deal an, uh, deal an adjacent opposing character one penetrating damage and heal Foss. Was that originally supposed to be a free action, or are you not allowed to say it? Right. I don't know. I tell you what I wanted it to be. I wanted it yeah, to be sure. a... Originally, it was supposed to be... Uh, it was supposed to do with... Because I was tired of... Flash had come out. Zombies had come out. I was tired of tokens going on cards. So I wanted it to be power action to turn down or up a token and deal pen, uh, deal damage. So say... For, oh, I'm sorry. And heal uh, Faust one. So say, for example, you... You power action, you turn down one uh, zombie virus, and you heal Faust one. Or you power action, you turn up one zombie virus, you heal Faust one. That didn't happen. It came out the way it is now. But what I'm gathering is it it seems like it should be good, and it sucks a bag of clicks. Yeah, it, it does at this moment. It does suck a bag of clicks. <laughs> um, I, love, I love the idea... Um, <laughs> He, he has a sing when he's winning winning power, which is basically like, hey, you just KO'd somebody, and now you also have their power, um, which plays off, plays well in any fun kind of tournament-type setting. Um, and I like that. Don't get me wrong. I really do I, like that. I think without but, the resources, the older ones, like, say, for example, the yeah. Invincible Iron Man uh, power plant, he, he doesn't 
even though he does the, like you said, he's going to hit, he doesn't do the damage that he needs to do to, to kill. And that's his biggest problem. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't do that. Um, his movement is very conditional. I love Out of the Shadows. Sh- Out of the Shadows is one of my favorite old powers. It's cool that you guys brought it back with Sidestep. Uh, but there is a huge difference between four and six. Um, six range, you're likely to be a next to hindering terrain. Four range, you're likely not to be. Um, I would rather have just straight out of the shadows rather than sidestep out of the shadows. Um, it's cool though. There, it's at the very least, it's a cool figure. It's just not. It's not going to be on anybody's team right now going into worlds. Uh, so anyway, man, that is our show. Um, it was yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's our show. Uh, good show, uh, and a little longer because we went through 40-some-odd teams. Um, but uh, this is Kevin and Scott reminding you that if you're not playing competitively, you might as well be playing with yourself. Good night. Good night. Critical clicks, critical clicks. You've been listening to critical Critical picks, critical picks. You should stop listening to critical picks. Because it's over. Yeah, you should you should go home. Yeah. It's a podcast. Just turn it off.